What's up, weaves, and welcome back to Anime Lane, the podcast where we take you down the yellow brick road of anime and have a look at everything it has to offer. As always, I'm your host, Rebel Notorious, and joining me today is just Sean. That's me again. My voice went very high-pitched there. <laughs> uh, you know, present our intro voice, it happens. Yeah, Um. so it's another one of those remote recording ones. This wasn't how this was intended to be recorded. Not at all. Um, but, you know, circumstances have led to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Halo Legends. Uh, we both like video games. We're both very into Halo, so it mm-hmm. makes sense to cover the Halo anime compilation. Review, maybe. Well, no, no, because they're actually made by Anime Studios. Yeah, with so... a their own degree of um liberty. <laughs> Oh yeah, over the franchise, <laughs> which we'll get into on every show. <laughs> yes. So if you're unfamiliar with Halo Legends, it's a collection of seven shorts uh, produced by various anime studios um, in cooperation with Three Four Three, which I always think this is a Bungie era thing, and it's very much not. Oh no, and you can tell that from the moment, like the first one, just to go into this real quick origin start, because that is full on in the aesthetic. Oh yeah, Three Four Three. For better or for worse. Um, yeah, so it's it was released in 2010, and it's it's only about like two hours long if you buy the uh, the the DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. However, however, it's available. It's uh, kind of a bit up in the air for something that you know Microsoft seem hell bent on milking the utter shit out of. It's kind of hard to come by legends now. Interestingly yeah, enough. I've, I actually saw that because it's not like it's on any streaming no, like services or anything. Um, I think it may be like on iTunes if you want to buy it. Uh, the DVD, I think, is still around. The Blu-ray was like only released in Steelbook by itself, and then it was in a very short-lived um, collection of that, The Fall of Reach, uh, uh, Forward Unto Dawn and Nightfall, the two weird live-action ones they do, which I all own separately, so there was no point in me buying that collection <laughs> just for Legends. So I own the Steelbook, which was I had to buy second-hand. Um, uh, makes so, sense. Yeah, it's it's one of those things of, like, if you've been around in the anime fandom long enough, you know that some things are just weird and hard to get a hold of, and this makes happens sense. to be one of them, despite being a very large property. Yes, like specifically in the West. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Halo's popular popularity in Japan, but I know the Xbox itself isn't popular in Japan. Yeah, the Xbox has like a very small market share in, in Japan. And yeah. So I'm not sure on Halo's overall popularity there. I can't imagine it's anything other than like... Sub- somewhat substantial. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we'll we'll... You know, that's enough for the introductions. We'll probably should cool. start getting into it. Um, so the the film, the film is weird. Like it's not a film. It's the it's a collection of shorts. But I feel like just for shorthand, we'll call the whole thing a film. A film, yeah. So it, it kicks off with the with origins, um, part one and two, neatly kind of stitched together. Yeah, with um very much not Cortana. Oh no, <laughs> narrating. I mean. It. Props to the actress whose name I've forgotten. I'm sure we looked it up when we actually watched mm. like uh, like a while ago now, because it was like a month ago. That would be a good thing to pull up. But as uh, the voice cast. <laughs> yeah. 
props to her though, like, she got she got the mannerisms down and you can tell she's doing a valiant effort to, like, get a Jen Taylor voice, but it's just not quite there. Yeah, she, she has a lot of the inflections, but she just doesn't sound like Jen Taylor in the slightest. Nah. Um, she is voiced by, um, Shelley Kalen Black, whose name I'm it's not familiar. familiar with. And looking at her, um, her, her IMDb, I, I see a lot of, like, anime dubs, so... Okay. That makes sense. If she's mainly known for anime dubs, I'm not going to particularly be familiar with her because I don't really watch dubs. And if she was in video games, you would probably know who she is. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like we say, she's got the kind of inflections down. She's got the personality, but she doesn't. She sounds just you know off. Yeah, Thankfully, it's, it's not quite the same. Yeah. So she leads us through like this nice kind of. I say nice. I have my issues with it. Um. <laughs> Just go for the overall thing and then talk about your problems. Yeah, so she she leads us through this 10-minute rundown. In fact, no, because these two no, shorts together are, like, the longest part of the yeah. whole thing. Um, she leads us through this, like, 20-minute... It's not even recap. It's the history of the franchise leading up to the beginning of the first video game. And then yeah. part two is a summation of the first three games but with a hell of a lot of liberty taken on some information. Oh yeah, big time. Um, I mean... Is, the... is Chief really like, mentioned at all? Not really. I mean, she's relaying... She's kind of talking yeah, yeah. to him in his uh, cryostasis yeah, right. tube. The, fra- the framing device of these two shorts are like, it's between three and four when Chief's in the pod. Yeah, so they're on the uh, they're on the forward unto dawn, I think. Yeah. Uh, so this is like after, like, well, or well, really the half of it that didn't make the, it through. Yeah. Jump. So they they're they're there uh, after the end of Halo Three and it, before finding the the forerunner. But it's in the middle of being completely revamped for the opening mission yeah, of Four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Banana bots are at their work. <laughs> Um, and like instantly, it it some of it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, lore, lore. Because wise. it gets it got immediately retconned after this. Didn't yeah, it? like two years after this came out, it got retconned because they gave the whole like four, they had a whole four three four three did a whole trilogy of books for the forerunners. Yes, that completely just paves over all of this. Very much so, because it mentions that they, like, had no prior contact to the Flood, they didn't know what it was, and, like, suddenly they encounter it, and then they build the Halos as, like, the countermeasure to it, whereas I think, if I'm remembering correctly from the books, because I've, I have read them. I know. uh, (laughs) They kind of knew about the Flood, it was, like, a race, like, a species from another, like, galaxy that came... I say galaxy, it must have been like universe or something or edge of Forerunner expansion. Yeah. So I remember you trying like, you've explained this to me before, but it was a while ago, but weren't they related to like another sort of race before then called like the Precursors or am I thinking of something else? No, so the, um, well, I think the way the, the books kind of posit it is that 
the forerunners discover the the flood from the edge of their like known charted galaxies and they kind of then discovered that the precursors the race that came before them their own version forerunners of the, of the forerunners, forerunners um they must have had some sort of dealing with them and that's how they fell and then the forerunners wow. came to pick up the mantle or they created the mantle i don't know Okay, uh, just to go on for this, I want to stay at the time of recording. I'm currently going for the Mass Effect games. Yeah, and these, this this backstory is very familiar to what the <laughs> were basically doing in those games. A little bit, yeah. So they Only more of a mechanical spin instead of parasite. Yeah. So the forerunners of the three four three books, they find like a primordial grave mind, and mm. they lock it up and they have it under lock and key, and the didact is like shamed because of the human war or something like that so he goes into sleep on earth even though he hates humans the ultimate prison the ultimate prison and then when he wakes up it's like ah shit if i'm woken up it means the flood are gonna you know they're gonna become a thing and they become a thing yeah, yeah. but the halo, the halo rings have been prepped for a long time by his mm. wife the librarian um happy couple happy couple it's it's its whole thing and the books are not worth reading <laughs> you've told me that before i reread the first one like during lockdown and did not read the other two that just says it all right there it does <laughs> um yeah so the the lore's a little bit off in origins one uh and then yeah. origins two it just doesn't really get anything right about... There, I remember there being this whole, like, sort of linking thing that, like, hum- about humanity and, like, the love of war and stuff, but that... Mm. It doesn't... It's sort of... There is a theme. Like, she goes into it, but at the same time, she doesn't? Yeah. Uh, the thing that always sticks out to me is that she's, like, the whole of the Covenant and humanity teamed up and it's like that's very much no not what happened <laughs> i mean I, I i i feel you cortana a lot happened in two the but you know is, like she she ends up with chief again at, at the end of three mm. she's kind of aware that the sanghili are working with them the elites mm. but she she can't like misunderstand that the whole of the covenant are working with them because you're fighting the brutes and the rest of the covenant along yeah. with the flood at the end of the game yeah even like right at the end you have to team up with the flood because of how fucking truth is going nuts with the covenant right now using yeah. trying to activate the rings like she she is there when um the the arbiter like stabs truth Mm. through you know that iconic scene from the end of the third game is she is she oh no wait because no i think after that they get cortana and it's only after that that you go and fight uh well you go and activate the uh installation zero oh yeah that's right but to be fair she also has access to chief's memories doesn't she that's a good point Mm. So there's no reason that she should get as much as she did wrong. 
doing a little bit of revisionism is what Cortana's doing, basically. <laughs> so that's a nice... If you're not familiar with Halo and you just want to watch this anime thing, I guess that works as an introduction to this. Yeah, but, you know, you really should play the games. You really should, and none of these really tie into anything else to do with the franchise whatsoever. No, especially Odd One Out. Oh yeah, we'll get to Odd One Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything more we can say about the origin, or...? Nah, not really. I, I, I knew going in that most of our talk would just be about the lore, and we've managed yeah. to get on that without going too much into a tangent. Yeah, because, like, origin, pretty much, it's that's its biggest thing is the lore what it gets right what it does differently what it gets wrong what got retconned by 343 literally like a year later because <laughs> the the blurry for this comes with a trailer for reach so reach mm. wasn't out yeah it was around the time when reach was coming out yeah so bungie were leaving and 343 were coming in and it just got messy mm. <laughs> yeah it really did um or three didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I still don't think anyway. they do. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, so after after Origins, we have The Jewel, uh, produced by Production IG, who we've covered on the podcast before with Ghost in the Shell. Ah. Um, not, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, Mamoru Oshii had some involvement on it, um, but nothing... He had creative supervision, whatever the mm. fuck that means. It's quite a nothing title. It, it really is. And the biggest thing for me about this is just the filter they use over oh, it. That's, that's the big thing we got to talk about, because going into this short, like it starts off when it's like, they've got the Arbiter character, not the Arbiter, it's another Arbiter. Uh -huh. It's just way in the past. I think this is, this is the Arbiter that sort of cause the whole rank of Arbiter to be a sort of shame thing. Yes, I think so. From... Yeah. It's a Fal. I think Fal Vadam. Yeah. So it's still I think even within our Arbiter's family line. Mm, oddly okay, enough. So that, that's, that's a nice little connection, I guess. Mm. I like that. But uh, anyway, it starts out with him going across like a sort of lake thing. Yes. And because of the way it shows the water at first, you're like, okay, this is a cool artistic effect for the water. But then it doesn't go away yes. for the rest of the short. And the whole time, it led me to go, okay, what the fuck is happening here right now? <laughs> so it's supposed to have, like, a traditional Japanese, uh, is it wood painting or ink? painting or something like that there's, there's like a specific i think name or term for it it's meant to look like that if you've ever just googled like japanese painting you'll know exactly okay. the kind of style um you see it on like plates and towels and you know yeah yeah I'm pr i've probably seen it before mm. so it's meant to replicate that except it's done so poorly it doesn't even come close <laughs> Yeah, like, I appreciate that's what they're going for. It's mm. a neat idea, but, you know, it's executed terribly. Yeah, if I were to, like... It's interesting because Star Wars Visions, which we're planning to cover at some point, mm. has a similar thing where I think the first episode, which was produced by the studio that does the JoJo's openings, interestingly enough. I think... Ah. Is it Kamikaze Do 
Doga, I believe they're called. They have a short that's very similar in theme called, I think, The Duel Again. And it, it's black and white except for the lightsabers having colour. And it, I think I've, I've seen clips of this short, yeah. Yeah, it does what this wants to do far better. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because the filter's like completely static, so everything else is moving, mm. and it's it's hard to look at at times. Yeah, I, there were points where I had to like pause during the short just to sort of readjust my eyes because mm. it was starting to hurt like a little bit. Other than that, it's very interesting, you know, it takes the, uh, the whole elite, like, kind of, uh, society and turns it into kind of, like, Edo, Japan. Yeah, it gives it a big samurai movie tint, which mm. was, worked really well for the Sanghili. Yeah, it definitely fits them, I think. Um, and then you, got... you go into their lore and they, they do have a big, like, honour code and stuff. Yeah, so... which, unfortunately, you become very aware of in 5, and it's a shame that that, that was in 5. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here to talk about 5, please. No, we're not here to talk about 5. Not um, again. Not again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's the duel. There's not, again, there's not much to really be said, I think, outside of it, it had a shit filter over it. Yeah, it, it was a good short. It's a shame that I could only view it through a stained glass, like <laughs> yeah. Window. It's like uh, it's like the windows you get on like your back door or your win- your bathroom sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of see that someone's standing behind it. You're not you always can't make out anything. No, <laughs> the story is neat enough, but you know if it were if it weren't for the filter, it would be a much more interesting short to watch i think absolutely um, then we move on to homecoming uh which is produced by b train who mm. i'm not overly familiar with i believe they've mostly done like uh yuri stuff which is like a um girl on girl yeah, it's not I like i know what this means yeah no, no so they haven't done hentai i can say that <laughs> much uh, but I think they're they're fairly big within that fandom for some reason. Um, and scrolling cool. through their Wikipedia, I'm not familiar with a lot of it. Okay. Um, the only thing I really know on it is that they animated some of the early dot hack uh, anime adaptions. Uh-huh. Other than that, I don't know. Um, so yeah, B Train with uh, Homecoming, which is. This is the one with... Interesting to me. I'll start off with that. The concept was interesting. Yeah, so this is... uh... Ah, okay. So this is the one where the Spartan has left the Spartan program? Uh, There's two of them, but we only really focus on one. Yeah, so Daisy's, like, ran away. She's still fighting with the UNSC. Well, I don't think she's fighting. I think she's gotten out and she tries to go back to her home life. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so she's going... She's wanting to go home because, obviously, the uh, the Spartan 2 project is kind of fucked. Yeah. And that's kind of what this reminded me is that it's heavily fucked up. Yeah, like, that's the whole thing of the Spartan 2 is, is that... And, like, props to part of 4 for trying to go into this kind of... Except not really yeah because 
every the whole thing since like the Spartan Two project was like first fleshed out in was it Fall of Reach? It was Fall of Reach, so it was the first game. It was early, yeah, yeah. So it's been established since the beginning that Spartan Two's they get results, but the whole process of getting them is just so fucked up ethically. Yeah, and I think there it's partially the reason why the Spartan Three program never got off the ground. Well. The Spartan 3s, those were like orphans, weren't they? It was basically Spartan 2s. I believe no so, but I th- think the Spartan 2 program like had so many issues that when the UNSC mm. found out, we're like, yeah, we're not funding that now. <laughs> yeah, like this this is just this is just wrong. We're just gonna we're just gonna not anymore. Yeah, because even even you know take away the stealing you know certain kids from people their family cloning them and putting a, a replacement in mm. um th- there's a lot of other ethical issues oh yeah <laughs> with, with the spartan program that i think they they only really unfortunately f- figured out it's the, the spartan 4 program which we don't talk about the spartan 4s well, let's not I, I i hate the spartan 4s so much they shouldn't exist that. no because <laughs> It's it's not that I hate any Spartan 4 character just to go into this little tangent because mm. I can't escape now. It's not that I hate the Spartan 4 like characters that are there or even the idea, it's just Well, I, I do hate the idea, it's just why weren't they just like ODSTs or like more spe- even more specialized ODSTs? You didn't have to bring Spartans into it. I mean they technically are ODSTs, remember Buck is one of them and he's he I know, but like if they're gonna do that why did they have to do that as well as somehow <laughs> magically fix everything that was wrong with the Spartan 2 with no real explanation? Yeah, no, there is no explanation other than Halsey has managed to somehow convince them to once again give her money. Yeah. And she's now then made the Spartan 4 program, which somehow, despite all of the lore beforehand, making it very, very clear that this stuff had to be done when they were young mm. so they could grow and adjust with it because that's the entire point of the spartan ones <laughs> that's their story right there they tried it with like ad- consenting adult humans and it didn't fucking work yep <laughs> which the uh which fall of reach goes into detail about yeah um so yeah, like how you fix those issues when you've been at war for a, for what fifty years? Yeah, roundabout. Yeah, no money, <laughs> money. Uh, uh, yeah, Spartan Four is just as a concept. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm the same. But it's, go- it's not just that they make the ODSTs completely redundant as well. Just to go back to that. Oh, a hundred percent. They make them so pointless. Like, why do they exist at this point if they can just if they're just worse Spartan fours now? <laughs> uh, but back to homecoming. So Daisy's yeah. wanting to to return home, and she ends up finding that her clone is there because that's the whole thing about the Spartan two program is they would take very specially selected kids mm. from families, and they would clone them and put them. Uh, with the family and the clone wouldn't fare well for the most no, part. Because I think the, the lower term is like flash cloning, so it's done very quickly yeah. and done basically on the cheap. Yes, and I believe they, they don't last long and they're always in very poor health. Mm. Uh, 
So when we meet her clone, she's like in a wheelchair. She's very much not, you know, doing good. And she nah. kind of wants to die. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, because like Spartan Daisy just sort of points a gun at her and she's just like, ah, sweet relief. Yes. Long last. <laughs> She's like, do it, I fucking dare you. I double dare please, you, motherfucker. Please do. <laughs> uh, She's completely dead inside. Yeah. There's her friend that was also, like, didn't run away and went back. He shows up at the end. Yeah. Well, they their whole squad sort of ran away, I think. If yeah. If I remember right. But, like, they're the only two that managed to actually get out. And then the guy just sort of went... Yeah, this, you know what, this sucks, I'm going back. Yeah, and then he, like, shows up and talks to her and he's like, I found my clone, and I'm like, bitch, at what point could you have gone and found your clone? Just walking <laughs> by on the street. Because he, he went back, and the whole thing is that they very much don't let them roam free. Yeah. <laughs> so how did he go? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she kind of end ends up sacrificing herself, which is you know nice, but Sweet. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, is is this the one where like Chief makes a cameo at the end as well? Yes, he he shows up near the end. because uh, I think does this happen outside New Mombasa? I think well, uh, it's I'm not sure it's on Earth. Is it not? No, I thought it was. I mean, if I'm remembering wrong, it could be on some sort of colony because i think yeah they're fighting covenant but i'm not sure if it's like on earth at this point yeah i'm looking at the description it doesn't mention for some reason i was thinking i saw new mombasa in the background but i could be wrong i could be no no to be fair to, in, to me it sort of looked like a reach like planet even though chief wasn't on reach mm. but well he was but, he you know, was he wasn't he was yes <laughs> he was just having a nap during the whole time because it wasn't his game. No, <laughs> he had other events going on. And There's a, a lady called... in my head that the... calls me Stud Muffin. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that you, you play through Reach and there's a whole book going on at the same time involving him. Yeah. <laughs> but we just don't have any hearing about whatsoever. No, you just get like the briefest glimpse of him at the end if you fiddle with the camera during a cutscene. Yeah, because he's in, in, he's in an area of the ship that he really shouldn't be there, so he's just there as the cameo. He's just in the cargo bay and loaded up. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? They've just, like, while the battle's going on, they've got, like, construction guys or whatever, just, like, go up, go up, put them to the left a little. You're on there on the fucking Mac gun, just trying to keep them alive. <laughs> you guys hurry up! Hey, he's very heavy. <laughs> Okay, before we go any further down this weird tangent, um, I mean, that was my main note for Homecoming was how fucked up the Spartan program is. And that is the central theme of the show. Yeah, basically. And we're going to come back to that later Mm. with one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Though it's not to do with the Spartans in and of themselves, it's more to do with Halsey. Yeah. but for now, we're going to move on to the, uh, the the Dragon Ball parody one uh, with Odd One Out um, from Toei Animation, which, you know, anime in uh, Dragon Ball, One Piece, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Galaxy Express 3.9, which we've covered. They've done both the TV show and the movies. Nice. Um, 
But this is very much in the style of, of their Dragon Ball stuff. This is just a straight-up Dragon Ball parody. Yeah, seen by some of just the absolutely terrifying character designs. Oh, honestly. yeah. Like, I don't know if he's meant to look like Gohan from Dragon Ball, but the, the older brother scares me. They, just, they don't fit. No. Because you've got, like, Spartan 1337. <laughs> Which I, I love. I love that. Oh, yeah, he's great. I, I, I want more of him. Just yes. anywhere. <laughs> Get him as a voice in, like, Halo Infinite or something. Oh, that would be great. I'm surprised he wasn't yeah. an announcer voice in Reach or something like that. If only. If only. Yeah, but you've got him, and if I remember right, he is, like, animated in a way that, like, fully detailed, like, he's basically chief but stupid. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got the Dragon Ball-esque characters who mm -hmm. are in a completely different style. Oh, definitely. Like, like particularly the older brother and sister, who are just I can't remember their name. No, nah, I don't remember either. But they're very much like Gohan and Videl from from Dragon Ball, um, mm. and it's it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he lands on like a a planet. Uh, with... he's on a mission with like Chief and Cortana. For yeah, some and then he falls out. <laughs> It's it's very much a Halo co-op moment. Yes. <laughs> and so he's on this very Dragon Ball-esque planet, down to, like, dinosaurs being there. Um, and ends up in a fight with a... brute thing? Is it... Is it a hunter? Or is it a brute? I can't remember. I know it's, like, a modified one. Yeah, because it's, like, a secret weapon that, like... One of the prophets sent. Yeah, one of the prophets makes a cameo here. Yes, that's that's right. <laughs> and they have the full power up sequence and the the insane battle, and then it just kind of ends. <laughs> Having watched Promare now, I'm sad there was no presentation. Ah, uh, just explained heavily what this thing was. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Let's go all in. Yeah. <laughs> I was sad Trigger wasn't around at the time this was done because that they would have been great to have as one. Of oh the yeah, I would. Like I this. would love to see them do a Halo short. Mm. I mean, they did a Star Wars short, so that's you know something to look forward to. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> they basically re reused um, Leo's design for one of the characters in it as well. I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he fights that. And then yes. he, he, is that that's when he does he find the kids before or after? I think he finds the kids before. I think he ends up fighting like a, a dinosaur or something when he first lands, and they're yeah. kind of like, "Why did you? Why? Why did you do that?" That was my best friend, you <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's uh it's fun. I like this one. It's a fun one. There's also the whole like ship raising them, you know. Oh. Like, yeah, there's an AI that they refer to. I almost to... want to sidestep this for a second, yeah. but yeah. They refer to as Mama. Yeah. And apparently it raised them and kept them safe by firing the fucking ship's weapons at things. To be fair, that is a good way to keep people safe. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but maybe a little overkill. I mean, what else is she going to do? She's not got anything else. That's true. I just feel like that's violating some sort of UNSC guideline. 
she's raising human kids. I don't think she cares about UNSC <laughs> guidelines anymore. True, true. I'm a she's little... gone rogue. Yeah. I'm a little sad that, that none of the kind of like original characters for this short like went Super Saiyan or anything like that, you know, got involved in the battle. I swear. I mean, the brother and sister do fight at like at They do, they do. They don't go super saying though, which I kept expecting. Yeah, it's, it's something you kind of were like, you're like, this is this is gonna happen, isn't it? Yeah, you can just hear like the power of noise. Yeah, I know. This <laughs> is to go even, even further, further beyond. beyond. And they turn into like Spartan two point five. Ah, super. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I think this is one of my favourite ones. I think. Yeah, it was it was a good one. Yeah, I think it's the one that takes itself the least, you know, seriously. Which... Yeah, which I feel like other ones could have, you know, been he- helped by if they had done that as well. Definitely, for sure. <laughs> Particularly the last one, which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll we'll come to that. Um, but for now, we're going to move on to my second favourite short, actually, with uh, Prototype. This is uh, uh, by Studio Bones, who animated Cowboy Bebop. Well, technically it was uh, Sunrise that animated um, Cowboy Bebop, but it was basically done by Bones to the point where the movie was animated by Studio Bones. But they're more known now for uh, My Hero Academia and stuff like that. They've got a really nice... Um, nice uh, CV, yeah. Yeah, nice CV. They've got a very nice style. Um, sadly, this didn't have the involvement of... Um, the director of Cowboy Bebop, but like I feel like the style is mm. there. Um, there's a nice sense of ennui <laughs> to uh, put a word a on it. Word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This is the one where uh, the guy is like uh, he's called Ghost. Yeah. Um, Insert Call of Duty meme here. Yeah. Uh, and no one knows why he's called Ghost. There's a lot of rumours about why he was called that. Yeah. And he's it's a grizzled, mysterious veteran. Yes, he apparently doesn't care anything about his teammates, blah, 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 blah. Standard Call of Duty bullshit. I'm very surprised he's not voiced by David Hayer. Yeah. I actually don't know who Ghost, who voiced, voices him. Mm. I feel like it was someone familiar. Yeah, it sounded familiar, I remember. I remember thinking he sounded familiar. I think it may have been... Is it going to be Steve Bloom? (laughs) No, I think it... What was the character's name other than Ghost? Did he have a name? I don't think he had a name other than Ghost. Was he called Sarge? (laughs) Was that his rank? Because there's a character listed as Sarge for prototype. I Uh... think that's probably like one of the commander voices or whatever because there's like a there's a, there's a commander at like the end of the short that like talks about like a, the report mm. for the mission. I feel like I he would have been a much Sarge. higher rank than Sarge though. Yeah. Um, Heal Legends. Let me look, let me quickly look him up. The more we say Sarge I can't keep I keep thinking of the red versus blue character. <laughs> Though I think uh, I think some of the red versus blue guys did make a cameo in this one. Yeah, and yeah. Not in this that, one specifically, and one some of these shorts, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there was at one point I was like, "Hey, it's it's him from Red versus Blue." Yeah. 
So it says his rank is Sergeant here. So yeah, okay, so Sergeant Ghost. So I'm gonna assume Sarge, and he's so he's voiced by Dave David Matranga. Um He has a very familiar voice. Mm. I just I can't put my finger on like what vid I know he's been in video games, but off the top of my head, can't think of anything particular. Um, we'll, we'll we'll look him up after we we were done with recording. Yeah, he's been in a lot of anime stuff. He was in Attack of Titan, um, mm. Black Clover, you know, loads loads of different stuff. I'm not going to scroll yeah. through here and list off a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got an episode to do, buddy. Yes, um, but yeah, so he he was a very familiar voice that bugged me because it was like, I know you. I don't know where in particular I know you from, but I I know you. <laughs> Ghost. It would have just completed the uh just would have completed the whole cowboy bebop thing if it was Steve Bloom. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously he's the That's most... why I was like, is, is it fucking Steve Bloom again? That would have been fantastic casting. But then I also <laughs> would have had a second character to associate with the fucking meme of uh you know watermelon and the yeah, thighs yeah. level carnage. <laughs> Oh, he's been popping up a lot this last like week or two. He has. Or this was the second episode we recorded that's mentioned him. Yeah, and like I said, I've been playing Mass Effect and I've heard him in playing multiple characters in that. Yeah, he does a lot of additional voices for that, I think. Well, like, there have been multiple times this week where I'm like, fucking Wolverine what? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, prototype to get yeah. back to the actual short. Um, yeah. So he's he's called Ghost. No one knows why. They kind of don't really like him. To be fair, he's sort of an arsehole, but you understand why he's an arsehole. Yeah. Because those whole, characters. Yeah, the whole thing is that his squad got, like, wiped out. And he mm. couldn't really do anything. Nah. Um, and that then, happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, when you're fighting the Covenant. <laughs> yeah, you know, casualties are going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what you expect one guy to do against the Covenant. Yeah. Like, it's very As, much, you know... I mean, if it's not Chief, you're fucked. Exactly. Because, especially if it's outside the games, because from what I've learned from the lore, Covenant, like, weapons and technology is way more advanced than they show in the games. Oh, yeah, like, there's In no... terms of the damage they can do. Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> the thing is, the Spartans are very much, like, way more powerful in the books as well. Yeah. Um, like, there's you know, several points where they just fully just, like, drop, like, ODSTs with no pods, just full armor, lock, down, and they survive, they just get up and get on with it. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, we can't do that in the game. <laughs> no, because if it wouldn't be a game at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the whole MacGuffin is that they have to destroy this prototype before the yeah. planet gets overrun by Covenant. A prototype it's too dangerous that... to be put into Covenant hands. Which, let's face it, it's nothing the Covenant would use. <laughs> no, the Covenant would look at that thing and go, this, this disgusting, sacrilegious thing, just blow it up. Yeah, like, they're not going to have use for it. Yeah. They probably can't even fit in it. No. <laughs> Unless, like, maybe, like, a very specialised grunt, but they don't want to specialise the grunts. No. the grunts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so they, made a, they make a big point of they need to destroy it, he goes missing, and they think, you know, he's deserted him, but no, lo and behold, he shows up and he's in the prototype, which is just a giant mech suit. Yeah. Which it's is basically cool. basically a mantis. It is, yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> overpowered mantis. Yeah. 
uh, and he goes to town. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a spectacle. Yeah, to watch like the second half of the show. Mm. And then, of course, you know they need to get to the chopper <laughs> or yeah, the pelican get, or whatever. Get to the fucking yeah pelican. The pelican, <laughs> uh, and he he sacrifices himself to let everyone go. Insert sad piano from Halo Three. Yes. Uh, Done. Never forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's it's sad. It is. It's a nice. It's a nice short. You know, he he gets the the redemption he deserves. I think it could have been a little bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Concise. Not concise. I think it needed more like fleshed out. Okay. Yeah. So the op- the opposite of that. The opposite of like- that. I think you feel the, like it could have like actually been expanded a bit into. Yeah, I think a lot of these shorts kind of run into some issues like that, where Origins takes up so much of the initial runtime that none of them mm. are left with a lot of time. Nah, because I was I was tempted to say that when we were talking about uh, Homecoming, because that I feel like could have been. Oh, for sure, that could have maybe been... even like a like a series of shorts. Yeah, for sure. Um, everything else kind of gets overridden by mm. Origins, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And it's not even, you know, the best one on the disc. Nah, because I'll, I'll be honest, uh, to me, Orig- the Origins is sort of like... Probably, to put the, get, to get them collectively, they're like the second worst one for me. Yeah, I'd probably put them somewhere down near the bottom as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think prototype is one that needs to be i think fleshed out because we don't get enough of his backstory and kind of how he fits in with his current you know squad either i will say that this this is a very tiny thing that like sort of uh, not annoyed me but just a thing i would have like changed was Mm. uh they it starts off with him talking to like the last of his dead comrades yeah. when they're dying. And that's a very sweet scene. It sets up a sort of character uh-huh. for the whole short. But right at the end, they flash back to it and they play almost the whole scene again. again. Yeah. To which I'm just like, you know we saw this like five, ten minutes ago, guys. We don't need a retread here. Uh, that's unfortunately like a common anime thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're right, it's just, <laughs> it sort of, it doesn't fully undercut it, but it did a little bit for me. It's yeah, like, no, I totally get it. I don't think it was necessary, like, at that point, we as viewers know that, you know, he's fulfilled. Yeah, like, we we don't have short-term memory loss. No, <laughs> if it were, like, an hour-long, a 90-minute movie, then... Oh, yeah, that would fit more uh-huh. in line. Which even then, in some movies, when they do stuff like that, I get a bit bugged by it. It's like, yeah, we don't need to run through, you know, we don't need a Rise of Skywalker yeah. moment where she's, you know, going for the lightsaber and we have all these voices pushing her to do it. Look, we'll, we'll, don't bring up Rise of Skywalker, man. <laughs> I mean, I will go into such a rage-fueled, like... The reason I bring it up is because a, a moment like that happened in Battle of the Five Armies as well. Oh, shit! Yeah. And I was watching that last night, and I was like, oh, no, let's not do this again. Except it's worse, because he's standing in 
just like a room full of really bad CGI gold. <laughs> and is just losing his mind. He falls into like a... He's just melting into the gold. Yeah. And it's all lines we've heard multiple times throughout the trilogy. Yeah. And how does it end? He just throws the crown down. And you're like, yeah. uh, uh, sure, whatever. He, he just goes, oh, that was a weird moment. Oh, well. Yeah. That's my, my character arc's over. And then we get the very cool shot of him walking, you know, through the rubble of, of Erebor coming mm. out and, and Kelly's fully giving it to him. He's like, I'm not going to leave these people. They are my kin. And he's like, no, of course we won't leave them. And he's suddenly like, he's, bruh. He's full heel face turn. Yeah. Face heel turn. Whatever the fuck. I think it's heel face. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> When you get back on track to Halo, yeah, we're yeah. talking about Hobbit. <laughs> we went into a Hobbit tangent. We did. That's a new one for anime learn. For, for context, Michael's currently going through the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies at the yeah. time of recording. So I finished the Hobbit last night. I watched both Desolation of Smog and Battle of Five Armies back to back. Not which... for the first, well, only for the first time for Battle of the Five Armies. Yes. You've seen all the other movies before. Yeah, and now I watched uh, Fellowship this morning, which was nice. I haven't, I haven't seen some of them in a while mm. uh but yeah back Hello. to yes i think we've said enough about prototype there yeah because we went into into hobbit <laughs> we did so i think um, we're done with prototype yes for now. and then we move on to uh the babysitter um, this one was interesting yeah so this is a uh, studio four degree c which is it's funny because one of my notes makes a lot of sense my one note that I have written for this makes a lot of sense because I have written here fame, female Griffith um, because the big thing that is revealed about the, the Spartan in this one is that it turns out it's a lady. It, it's it's a girl. <laughs> and that somehow flips... We have a, a full Samusaran moment. Yes, and that somehow flips everyone's opinion of them like straight away. Because, to be fair, all the ODSD characters are little bit of arseholes oh 100 um, percent them all but you know <laughs> yeah and so uh around the time that this was coming out studio four degree c were actually working on their uh berserk movie trilogy and griffith is one of the main characters of that of that and the the girl odiest uh the girl spartan looks identical oh to him and griffith okay. is a him okay <laughs> so that was very distracting <laughs> Yeah, that's... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing is that the ODSTs are teamed up with a Spartan, and they don't like that. Yeah, because there is a bit of lore, apparently, where there is a bit of a rivalry. One-way rivalry, I should state, hmm. between the ODSTs and the Spartans. I mean, I kind of get it from the ODSTs' perspective, mainly just because like, I know kind of how the armed forces can work in this sort of yeah. perspective is that when you have a team like the Spartans show up and become the new best thing, You've the old best Yeah, the old best thing, they're not going to be happy about that. And that's what the ODSTs were. Yeah. Which, it's kind of cool. It kind of makes me like the ODSTs even more, because in terms of lore, I love the ODSTs. Oh, yeah, I love I've them. I've got a huge soft spot for them. I don't think the ODSTs get enough, uh, like, main game oh yeah especially now yeah no they're just totally forgotten about because you know they got replaced by the fucking spartan fort we're not going there no we're not going there <laughs> <laughs> uh, not again 
so I was immediately on board seeing like a short based on mm. the ODSTs. I think it's interesting that it dives into the relationship between the Spartans and the the ODSTs. Mm. Um, and so you have like the fact they're not really wanting to work with her because, well, them. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they think it means that their skills are frowned upon. Yeah. That they're not... They... Like, they feel like they're being babysat. Yes. Um, and, and she saves them on multiple occasions. Yeah. And they are only pissed off by that, which, yeah. you know... Like, I get why you're annoyed, guys, but, you know... You're not helping your case by actually needing to be babysat all the time. Yeah. Which, like, I get it. If you're with a Spartan, you're kind of likely to feel more... Um... Like, you can let your guard down, I guess, because, you know, that they can come up and... More relaxed, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I, relaxed didn't feel like the right word, because, obviously, you know, I don't think... Even yeah. in the midst of combat, ODSTs are going to be relaxed. No, but, you know... It's, I can't think of a better word right now. Yeah. Um, and so she, you know, she saves them, they're not happy about that, and then they go to take out a prophet, which mm. is interesting. Yeah, it's quite the high up mission. Yeah. And they succeed, is yeah. the thing. And I'm thinking, which fucking prophet did they take out? Yeah, because prophets are pretty big things. Yeah. We take out one of them in Halo 2. Yeah, well... Technically, two, there's, yeah, two of them go down Halo 2, because we take out Mercy? I think we take out... No, isn't it Regret? Or is it Regret? Yeah, because the mission's called Regret. Yeah, because Re- Regret's the one that led led the force on Earth by yeah. accident. So we... we so we chase him. Uh-huh. We pursue him to Delta Halo, go into the, the big room, you have a very lackluster boss fight. Yeah, you just go up to him and punch him, like, twice, yeah. and he just collapses. <laughs> Then it gets eaten by Grave Mind. Yep. Uh, in the best cutscene in the entire trilogy. <laughs> then, Truth is, uh, he's taken out in three by Arby. Yeah, he because he goes mad. Uh-huh. What happens to Mercy? Uh, Mercy, uh, I just remember this now, Mercy gets eaten by the Flood on, uh, by Charity. <gasps> oh, that's right, yeah. the Flood come in. Uh, truth and regret are heading like towards and then like regret gets like eaten by spores or like attacked by spores and truth just goes <laughs> you fool I'm not saving you ah uh, yeah that's right I, I don't need you anymore and then he just hovers away and wasn't there only three of them anyway or was there four I remember three in the main games but I, I feel like there's probably others that we just don't see possibly so this is probably one of them. The unnamed prophet. We'll call him prophet of... Reconciliation. Pro- no, prophet of, br- of babysitting. Prophet to fit with babysitting. the theme of the, of the, of the short. Sure, Because he's, yeah. he's babysitting the sort of garrison that's there for some fucking reason. Yeah. We'll, we'll we don't pre- find out why they're on this planet. No. We'll, we'll pretend like it makes sense. <laughs> some forerunner artifact bullshit. Probably. So they take the the ODST sniper goes to take the shot. They get ambushed. They get injured, and so it means the the Spartan. No, the Spartan's the one that's going to need to take the shot. The uh, ODST's there for backup. Yeah, and the Spartan but- gets injured because they aren't paying any fucking attention. 
Yeah, which is pretty, you know, lazy for a, for a Spartan. Yeah, and then uh, they get stabbed by an elite. No, it's, I think at that point it's a... Is it an elite? Is it an elite? Doesn't an elite it's sneak a up on them? at some point in one of these shorts that I'm, that's like a big deal. Uh, I don't know. Um, cause I'm pretty no, sure it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brute. Is it a brute? It's a brute. Um, shows up. They they kind of take a hit. They they kill mm. the brute and and so they take the they tell the the sniper from the ODSTs to take the shot and that's their whole relationship mended. Complete one eighty. Yes, and best the, friends now. And the Spartan then dies. Yeah. Because sure, let's act like that would have happened. <laughs> Oh yeah, rip other Daisy. <laughs> rip female Griffith. Daisant. Daisant. <laughs> Griffith. 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 There we go. Griffith. Uh, yeah. It's it's a decent short. Uh, again, I think it focus. I think this one maybe focuses on too much of the wrong thing. Yeah. There's too much leading up to the the plot twist and what happens. I don't think yeah. it's set up well enough to really. It's really not. Um, it's still, uh, I'd say, higher up. Yeah, it's, it's still a strong one. It's just not as strong as it could have been. Yeah. For also, sure. Dutch makes a cameo. Dutch is like in this because he's an ODST. Yeah, like, Dutch is. Yeah. Which I didn't realise until I just like looked it up right here. Yeah, yeah, I'd just seen that as well as I looked at the screen. Because like uh, he's a very different Dutch than the one you meet in the game. Yeah, that's why I didn't recognise him in in the sh- in the short. I took note that they had the same name, but I was like, Oh, I guess that's just another guy who's an ODST called Dutch. Hmm. I just wanted to bring that up because it was yeah. like, huh, that's that's neat, I guess. Yeah. Again, I think there's more characters from the actual series they could have done stuff with. Mm. Like Johnson, the ODSTs from ODST. Yeah, flesh them out a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of characters that don't have like a lot of screen time that are like fan favourites that I think could have got, you know, decent shorts made for them. Arby before he became Arby. Yeah, that would have been cool. I thought was going to happen and I think the next one we're about to talk about, which is the last one. Yes, the the final one. <laughs> like, yeah, which I, I thought, just to jump ahead like a tiny bit, mm. uh, I thought like the, uh, the elite admiral that was in that was going to be revealed to be Ah, yeah, yeah. Arby, but I, I don't think it is. No, I don't think so, because I think that would have got him the Arbiter position before yeah. the end, or before the beginning of Halo 2. Yeah. Where he's given it for, you know, I think an understandable... Yeah, he, com- he completely fucks up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> attack on, like, Installation 04. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, so that was... um. That, that was the babysitter um, and now we're going to move on to the last one the last one which is the package animated by Casio Entertainment who have done mm. nothing else um, but I can tell you that Shinji Aramaki uh, was like the main person behind this he was the director and he's worked with um, Solar Digital Arts for the Appleseed movies, the most recent Ghost in the Shell standalone complex stuff on Netflix, which, you know, 
they're all a mixed bag. Everything. You have opinions on. I have opinions. I, I have. Correctly. Yeah, I also have opinions on the Apple Seed movies, which I've talked about previously in the podcast. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah, I'm just gonna jump into this right now. This is the weakest one. For sure. <laughs> yep. When I seen his name on it, I felt dread. <laughs> Oof. Um, it looks decent. That is the one thing I'll give it to, it, except for one part that we're gonna come and we are gonna talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Most of it looks fine. Most of it looks really good. Yeah, I'll give. I'll... It's a bit of a weird jump because every other short was it's tra- animated yeah it's like very much traditionally anime and then this one is very much oh this is a blur cut scene okay yep it's it's 3d now yeah <laughs> uh it's like the it's like that pro zd short of in-game <laughs> graphics versus cutscene graphics yeah bashes ah. eh. into wall yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm experiencing that with Final Fantasy XIV at the moment. Some of the cutscene engine cutscenes really push that engine's character animation to the fucking limits. <laughs> Good for it. Good for yeah. It. Um, but anyway, yeah. So this is uh, this is about Blue Team. They're they're trying to uh, get a package. It, it's package, all right. From the Covenant that turns out to be. Halsey. Halsey, who is 30 years younger than she should be. She looks like a Final Fantasy protagonist. Yeah. And it's it's not right. And no. then not neither is her relationship with Chief. No, because it's it's not Halsey, it's human Cortana. Yeah, they gave her Cortana's personality. Including some of her lines. Yeah, they have her word for word say some of Cortana's lines from Halo 3. Which is not Halsey's character. No. Halsey is not Cortana. No. She has the same voice and the same sort of face, but younger, but she's not Cortana. No. like if Very you, different personalities. Yeah. If you've ever played Breach, you very much know that Cortana and Halsey aren't the same like character at all. Yeah. But then if you play Halsey Infinite, is... you know it even more because... Jen Taylor is fucking flexing. In oh, that she game. is killing it. She in is playing all the different versions yeah, of the characters. She's, she's playing. playing the weapon, she's playing Cortana, and she plays Halsey. And they're all distinct like characters. You know which one is talking just based on the voice. Yeah, which is impressive. It is a, a sight to I was just sight to behold and hear. And hear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh um, it does not do that. No, <laughs> she gets very flirty with John at one point, and uh, I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't yeah, like that at all. It's, it's not right. It's because very that... wrong, especially if you add in the fact that Halsey is the closest thing he has to a mother. Yeah, their relationship's never been like uh, intimate. Mm-hmm. It's it's always been a little more familial, but like a, a distant. Yeah, familial one. If we take into the whole fucked up ethics of the of the Spartan twos again, yeah, Halsey is the abusive parent that trained them to be weapons for sure. 
the, the, the abusive parent who has the air of, but I really love you, but I'm also never going to show it. <laughs> yeah. If it was any more dark, it would basically be the relationship that, like, the Fire Lord has with Azula and Zuko in Avatar. Yeah, you're kind of right, actually. <laughs> with Zuko being a failed Spartan 2 and Azula being the prized working Spartan 2. Yeah. Olsei's not quite that evil, but she's got the same coldness in a lot of Yeah. She's got a lot of uh, disregard for, for like, just human decency. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you, you haven't read Follow Reach yet, so you've still to experience just how bad that can get. Oh, boy. <laughs> for her. I'll get um, to it at one point. I know yeah. Um... But yeah, she's very much not herself in this. She doesn't look like herself. She's uh, also basically running around like a Spartan too, as well. Yeah, she can she she can keep up with Chief, which shouldn't really be possible. Yeah, she kind of in this one reminds me of the the character from Perfect Dark, mm. just with uh, different coloured hair. Hmm. Um, I've never played the game, but I know the, the character from, like, the box art and stuff like that. I um, don't think I know anything about the game, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, uh, it's, it's, a it's a rare, I think it was rare, anyway. Oh, it made uh, yeah, 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 hold on, I, I do, I do. Yeah, the N64 the game. game. Yeah, for a split second I thought this was a different game entirely. No, no, I know no, the no. game. I know the game. <laughs> uh, GoldenEye Spiritual Successor. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, she's got more of an air of harter than... Halsey. Yeah. You say that, I've got the image of her almost like a Black Widow-esque sort of role. Ah, yeah, actually, you're right. Um, yeah, they then go and, like, escape, and it, to be honest, my memory on this one is, like, the haziest. Yeah, I remember the art style, the space battle, mm-hmm. the sort of rush down the hall yeah. sequence. Which I remember mainly because I remember seeing like advertisements and stuff like using that a lot for the Halo mm. series, and it's a cool sequence. Yeah, it's basically the perfect showing of you know the Spartan Two badassery. Yeah, watching that scene, all I could think was red versus blue. Which you see, the thing is that I was I was about to get to that because watching it fully in motion also made me think. Isn't this basically like a couple seasons of Red vs. Blue? Yeah, this is basically the Monty O'Mara of RDB. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I liked, but you know. Yeah, I liked it's it. Very, it's very different than actual Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird short. It's... Yeah. Then I also remember the, the sort of. The. the, uh, the the elite that he sort of fights at the end. Yeah, that's right. Who it, it's implied that there he's got he's gonna have some sort of vendetta against him, but this is a character we've never met before or see since. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know what the hell was going on there. I do. Yeah, I do remember that because he kind of goes onto the bridge of the ship, and I kept like it gave me like flashbacks to the. I think it's Reach, where mm. you go onto the the bridge of the ship and that is a bastard of a, of a section 
oh yeah <laughs> and i just was watching it like i didn't need this i didn't need this flashback didn't Don't need remind it. me please <laughs> anyway it's i think it was it was either that elite or like the sort of admiral that's like talking to him that i thought was going to be revealed to be arbiter but yeah that never comes that would have made way more sense yeah <laughs> realistically um because that would have made more sense as to what happens in the first halo game then because mm. we don't really have the prophets in the first game no nah. so having like a like even retroactively if you've seen this short and then play the game and think oh well you know that elite is pursuing us in particular and then they become the arbiter it kind of nicely ties everything yeah together a bit more we just kind of have to go on the word of the opening of Halo 2 that, yeah, Salvadan was there. Yeah, I <laughs> just... mean, he was he was the guy leading the forces, I think. Yeah, just got to take a word for it, bro. Just, just look, just go with it, guys. We're trying to we're trying to follow through a story. Here. <laughs> he was definitely trying to stop you from blowing up the Halo ring. Totally. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh. <laughs> Now that we've said that, I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of Easter egg they put in for the uh, anniversary. Yeah, that's true. That would have been neat. It's probably in one of the terminals, but I don't... No, because all the terminals are due with the Forerunners. Yeah, they're to do with uh, Guilty Spark. Yeah. Fuck those. Fuck yeah. This... Anyway, I think we're, we've been rambling long enough. <laughs> we knew this was going to happen when it was Halo related. Oh, so. 100%. I mean, we've already done an episode of Nat that, that pertains to Halo. Um, and I'm sure and it won't there be... There could the... be more in the future. Exactly. Um... <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Yes. Um, normally at the end of this we like rate what we think of these, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to ask... For... I don't think we really can unless we want to try and rate out of 10 every short, which feels weird to do. Yeah, I mean, the best I could give you is 5 out of 10 for Origins... Six out of ten for the duel. Uh, seven out of ten for homecoming. Hmm. Another seven for odd one out. Seven for prototype. Uh, six for babysitter and four for package. I think. Yeah. I think I'll I'll do the same. I'll put five for origins. Hmm. I'll put the duel at a six. Yeah, I think that's fair. Homecoming, I'm gonna give. Actually, I'm actually gonna give an eight. Ah, nice. Because I think that's. I think having talked about this, I think that's definitely my favorite mm. out of all of them. Odd one out a seven. Prototype also a seven. Babysitter. That's three sevens in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and package, I'll put. A, I'll also put a four. Yeah. For me, none of them can kind of stray above seven. Uh, mm. Even though I do have, like, you know, I like Prototype and uh, Homecoming and Odd One Out, but... Yeah. Like I say... Homecoming just hits all the sort of beats, or cl- it comes the closest to saying, hitting the beats that I like. Yeah, that's that's fair. I can get that. I think there's a lot of them have kind of their own issues that I'd like to have seen fixed, and so that's why I can't really rate them yeah, yeah. any higher. The um, whole thing basically pretty flawed. Yeah. But this is always the thing when you watch like short story or short mm. film stuff, which uh, I have a couple of things to put on the the anime lane like production mm. chart 
to cover is like I got a couple in my collection and I've tried watching them and I think the only way I'm going to get through all of them is to like put them on this and have yeah, get have content out of it. Yeah. Um and again they're going to probably have their issues in and of themselves that's just I think how these things end up going. Um it's sad when you put it like that. Yeah. I think it's you you kind of look at it and go well that could have been a whole movie in and of itself there's always like at least one that you're like why didn't you just put the money for all of this yeah into that and do a whole thing you're always gonna the best ones that probably probably are gonna be the ones you just want more from yeah um so yeah that was halo legends uh mixed bag <laughs> to say yeah the least. yeah there was some good. There was some not so good. Yeah, I think it's it's one that I'll revisit every so often. I think. Yeah, um, I, I can see myself coming back to at least a few shorts. Yeah. Every now and then. I think it's a shame we never got like proper like subtitles for the the Japanese audio. Mm-hmm. It's basically just the subtitles for the English audio that don't match at all. Like know. not even timing wise. Um, I think that's the only thing like on the home release I could have like uh. I would have liked to have seen changed as you know give us the option of seeing because that would have been an interesting thing to experience mm-hmm. uh but yeah so that's us <laughs> yeah we've, tr- we've tried to end this like three times now yes um we have what's coming out after this one uh it'll be what's the schedule perfect blue and premiere they'll be ah, after this yeah we're not episode. we don't have a backlog yet this year no. unlike last year we were kind of working i think about two months um ahead of ourselves whereas this year we're we're kind of mm. playing catch up a little bit but i'm sure it'll even out at some point throughout the year um but yeah so thank you for listening to this um and come back next time we are terrible at ending these things yeah yeah we, we miss melina yes even then she doesn't really provide anything in helping <laughs> me end the shows <laughs> Yeah, yeah, still. (laughs) Goodbye.